Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm Juliette Lamar, your host today. We have with us Kumar Garo, and he is the founder of Kasha. Welcome, Kumar. How are you? I'm very good, Julia. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited to learn more about uh, your company, Kasha, here. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little overview of the company, what you guys do, and and all that good stuff. Yeah, so as uh, people know, Kasha is one of the early companies which has started in the blockchain space in 2016. Uh, we started as a cash transfer platform. Uh, in uh, early 2015 with a product called BTC to Bid. And slowly over these years, the products have evolved as a full banking wallet platform where today uh, our users can uh, store any fiat currency in the jurisdictions where it is allowed to also have cryptocurrencies. And one of the features which we are building with the Cash Wallet is that once the money is in the Cash Wallet, it can move to 210 countries in a few minutes. And that's something which we were trying to do with the cash where we are not trying to become a bank, but still we are able to give our consumer all the banking services at a fraction of the cost which banks are charging today. Wow. So the type of things that you offer, that a bank offers, are things such as credit score, microfinancing, trading, 
Can you go into detail about a couple of those things? So in, in an initial version, we are starting with a simple wallet where our users can store their money. So we give them an initial bank account, like you can have a, even your own personal email, where you can get your salary, you can receive money from your friends, you can pay anyone, um, you can do foreign remittance, you can do uh, FX conversion, then you can have your own card where you can use that money to pay, which most of the wallet doesn't have, is that when you try to move money uh, in any outside country, like international payment, it takes a lot of time. Um, but uh, the technology which we are working on from last, you can say, 16 months, and we're able to come up with a solution with some one of the largest payment networks to settle the payments within less than 20 minutes to more than 200 countries. And this doesn't require a cryptocurrency's involvement, uh, and thus the users to receive payment in their local native currency. So let's say you have a US dollar and you want to pay it like to someone, uh, you know, uh, a Naira in Nigeria, uh, let's say on a Sunday evening. You can just go to your wallet where you have you are receiving your money, you have your money, and you can initiate a payment, and the person in Nigeria will have this money, and he can walk to the ATM in less than 20 minutes, and he have no combiner. Wow, that's fantastic. I think it would be such a dream if uh, if I was traveling to not have to keep converting my currencies. And if you have this kind of uh, yeah, it, it would make it very simple. Yes. So you, you raise a very interesting point, because we may have obviously a very focused segment for which we are trying to solve the problem. So I this is the first user segment where, you know, where we have an immigrant or migrants in different countries, say in U.S. or Europe, and they have to keep sending money. And they also want to have access to financial products. So this is solving that problem at first, but the, the, the product is designed in a way that it's also solving the problem of the people who currently included in the banking system, like you and me. But when we have to travel abroad, then we have to go and buy currency, uh, and then we have to pay uh, you know, phenomenal charges either at the airport uh, of, uh, you know, from where we are going or the country which we land. But what about if you have a bank account or let's say you have a wallet which you control, and let's say you are traveling like, from U.S. to, I don't know, Italy. You land to Italy, we, give you, we show you that, hey, this is the USD euro conversion charge. And you can go to your wallet and say, you know, I want to convert $1,000 into euro. I like the rate, and you convert. And then you walk to one of the ATMs, and you withdraw the money, and you will withdraw the euro, and you will see now that your euro balance is going down instead of dollar balance. And, uh, and, and, and then you have no extra charges of doing this conversion. Uh, you don't have to call anyone. You don't have to call to a bank. You can just control everything at your fingertips. That is so convenient. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, if you want to tell us a little bit about your your loan process with the low interest rates. Uh, no, currently in the existing licenses which we have, we are not capable to give the license. But soon we will come up with the solution for this. Is there a membership that people need to have to access your service? Uh, no. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you are following the blockchain page and the ICO, uh, Cash have also done its own token sale. And uh, now the tokens are called cash tokens. So if you want to use the Cash wallet, you need to have these cash tokens in your wallet to access all the services which Cash will release uh, in, in coming month or uh, in coming years. Got it. 
and you can build credit, you can trade. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about those things. So, uh, because Kasha already has in the beginning, uh, so this is what we talked about is our coming banking wallet. That's, uh, that's what we are building. But in the beginning, we, as we say that we started very early in 2013, we built one of the platforms, which was a trading platform, linked with the money senders uh, liquidity. And how this platform works was um, uh, in, 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 in 2015, 16, when the Bitcoin market was very small and there was no altcoins, you have a very small market of what, 10, 8 to 10 billion dollars. And often people have this problem that let's say someone wanted to sell Bitcoin in London and let's say someone wanted to buy Bitcoin in, in New Delhi. But often there is not enough people on liquidity or exchanges available those days. So we came up with a solution where we say, hey, how about if we have a platform where we can connect these people in London and New Delhi so that they can sell, buy and sell cryptocurrency? And to do that, what we did is we connected it with the money remittance market. Like from UK, you have $3 billion moving every year to India. So how about if we can have a protocol which can allow people to connect the cash sender who wanted to send money from London. There is no physical movement of cash happening between London to New Delhi, but still the sender able to send the money, the receiver got the money, so his job is done. The, the buyer in the India received the Bitcoin as soon as he paid, and the seller who wanted to sell the Bitcoin, his Bitcoin has been sold. So that's how we started the platform. Um, and, and it's keep evolving. But today now, because we have more banking system and uh, as the cash transfer uh, business is going down, we diverged ourselves completely to the complete digital wallet where we are now doing completely everything digital instead of cash transfer. Uh, but still the trading platform is live and people can do the trading uh, and buy many altcoins uh, in different jurisdictions. Absolutely. And then as part of a membership, you also get you also get voting rights. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So if we talk about cash and network, because now we started talking about cash tokens and the network itself. So what happens, like, uh, because cash token is now creating a cash ecosystem, and all these services are actually getting powered using cash tokens. So if you have any significant changes to make in the network, the cash token empowers their token holders to do the voting rights to decide those changes. Uh, because Cash Token is also built on a public ERC-20 module, uh, we, in future, we have an ambition to also launch the loan, a peer-to-peer -peer lending system. And these lending systems will uh, get its current score, obviously, through the, the different algos or different third-party APIs. But once people, when they will pay the loan, they are, uh, all these movements will be written on the, uh, in, the, in the public blockchain network. And slowly, these net and uh, these 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 transactions will able will help us to create the credit score of that person on based on the behavior uh, over the past. So that's some of the the, the features which the network will have a, a pre embedded. So if you are let's say taking loan and you are repaying your uh, no loan every time on uh, every time on a correct time and you have no default rate, people can at least based on your fingerprint people can understand that, okay, this person is something we can trust and we can do peer-to-peer -peer lending. Because peer-to-peer -peer lending, at the end of the day, is also, you know, it's, it's a decent, it's a distributed. People need to really trust that, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm confident enough to lend my money to he or she. So what are, the, what are the data which he can see and he can trust? 
the good thing about the blockchain or the public blockchain is that you can see all these data uh, by yourself and you don't have to depend on anyone to tell that the transaction has been done or not done, what is the record, what is the history of transaction. So, so what we are trying to do, we are probably, we are trying to bundle all these features of public network and create this um, a feature of data stores so that the person can be trusted over the network uh, for the lending system. Wow. And all that, you know, with the integrated biometrics and the artificial intelligence services and things, you know, this is really going yeah. to make this system easy to use for everyone. So these are now, uh, how are you going to understand, how are you going to make secure that your system is more safe and secure, correct? Uh, because more towards we are going towards the digitalization, you know, just having a smart password and uh, um, setting up your email. You, you, you keep hearing that some phones get hacked, you know, someone can clone your phone, you have an email compromise happening, hacking happening. So if we are talking about building a next generation banking wallet, what kind of security we able to provide for our users? And that's where all this play of artificial intelligence and biometric comes to make sure the system is only being accessed by the person uh, who is really authorized to do that. Absolutely. It really adds to their level of security. And that's one of the biggest concerns with, you know, cryptocurrency and wallets is security. True. And uh, I think that's one of the, the biggest bridges we have to cross to have full adoption of cryptocurrencies into our everyday lives is when people are, are less afraid that someone's going to steal it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's why, right, because, uh, you know, uh, like, like just, just it's, it's a coincidence, like before calling to you, I had to do a bit for payment, and my wallet was taking time to load, and I was thinking, you know, what happened, why it's not loading, uh, if something happened. You know, because right now the system is from the user side is so much vulnerable that people get live in a constant fear that uh, we don't know that something can get happen and when it happens. So we obviously have to work a lot on that part to, for the user end to make the system more and more secure uh, before we talk about a complete digital and interconnected world. Absolutely. So how did you, you know, get get this idea for this and how did you kind of work in the system before coming about as a founder of Kasha? Um, so it's more like my uh, part of my entrepreneur journey. Um, before Kasha, um, so my background, I'm an engineer by myself. So, so, but my engineering was, I was a computer engineer uh, building navigation systems for Ferrari. And I quit my job. And, and what happened to do my management to understand that how managers think and other things, you know? Um, and I was traveling around and I encountered Bitcoin in 2013. And that's what something which is fascinating from the architectural point of view. I really went into the blockchain and tried to understand what the system is talking about, why the system, uh, uh, what it claims that it's completely open and public, but still it is very safe. So that was something which was very, very interesting to me. And I stopped everything which I was doing and I started trying to build, started building a system around it. And I built the first company, which is Oxfus Global, uh, which is today working with uh, almost top major like India and other governments in Asia and Southeast Asia, building one of the largest blockchain networks uh, for citizens. Uh, and that's something that completely went into the enterprise space. And when we were doing all these things, um, I was like having that, okay, this technology is not creating so much buzzword, but what we can do to use this technology really bring the value to the average consumer, you know, the person like me and you who are not so much tech savvy and want to implement, want to see the technology helping them in day-to-day -day life. 
And because I had been always traveling I, as a traveler or as a foreign migrant worker, I understood that this is the pain uh, which was there also for me as a user. So just I combined my own, own experience and the, you know, the, um, the motivation to build something. And, and together with the learning and the blockchain, we came up with this idea that how about if the blockchain is So from where we can start uh, and what we can do about this, and that's what takes the takes the form of Tesha to this. Wow! And now you're an award-winning company. You have won the uh, Technology Provider of the Year just last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not last year. Actually, it's this year. Uh, um, this year, sorry, we sorry. Got this, year. We, we, yeah, we got this on the 14th February uh, 2018 in India. We presented our case to many banks in India, and in the, uh, um, and by the answer from the banks in, in the event uh, this year, we've been declared as one of the best banking pl- innovation platform coming up and uh, one of the best technology providers of the year. Well, congratulations! That is that is fantastic. Thank you so much. I mean, as as one of the top you know, technology companies this year, where, you know, where do you see yourself going in the next three years? I think the next year, the first thing we have to, we have to take this technology because, okay, we've got all this appreciation, we've got the money, we have a range of people like you. But now in the next three years, we really have to take this technology to the average consumer. And I think that's going to be the biggest achievement for me. Uh, not just being recognized by banks and the, and, and, and the media, but also the average day-to-day consumers and having a smile and, 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 and a joy on their face when they use the technology. The next year, probably we, we are aiming to expand the technology to as many as countries possible, as many as people possible. So probably our first launch will be in India and Europe. Uh, India, we are trying to play very strategically there because it's a huge country, one license. If we're able to crack that market, we are talking about more than 600 million young people with our technology. And do you see a difference in the adaptation, the, the adoption of Technologies such as Kasha in Europe versus the U.S. or in India versus the U.S. What what kind of differences do you see about people using technology in those countries? I think the the, the developing country, because of the younger population, have much more uh, you know um, uh, ease to use the technology. If you see the, the penetration of the internet, how it started and happened in these developing countries, uh, I feel that. Uh, uh, the, the emerging markets are much more responsible. Uh, they have much more um, opportunities. Uh, also, because these emerging technologies, uh, like when we talk about blockchain or something which talks about completely changing the existing infrastructure, having a bank where you don't have a brick and mortar shop, everything you can do from the mobile. Um, you know, obviously these things require, you know, uh, what a, a kind of youngness, a, a kind of freshness also into the system. And uh, in that aspect, because I, I feel that the younger generation, the present generation, is able to uh, adopt it much more. Uh, and uh, and that's also one of the main reasons I feel that the, the countries like India, Southeast Asia, China, uh, will move more fast in adopting these new emerging technologies. Wow. Where is the best way for people to buy your token and the wallet and get kind of in touch with you and learn more about Kasha? Uh, I think the best way you can uh, go to the Kasha website. You, we have our official blog uh, at Medium. Uh, so you can search us on Medium and you can read about all those updates which are coming from Kasha. We have our YouTube channels where all the videos are there and you can learn about um, so that those are the main channels to learn about cash. To buy cash tokens, you, we have you can go to um, 
some of the top exchanges. We, we just got listed uh, on Coinex, which uh, allowed people in India specifically to buy through the fiat currency. Then we are listed in one of the 10x top 10 exchanges, HBTC, huge liquidity there. Uh, people can buy at HBTC. People who are very new to the cash, uh, to the the crypto system or the token system, they can also go to the official exchange of Kasha, exchange.kasha.com, and they can also buy tokens from there. Wonderful. Well, Kumar, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here today on Future Tech Podcast and, and tell us really about this exciting technology. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for giving this opportunity. That was Kumar Garo. He is the founder of Kasha, and you can check out everything you need to know about Kasha at C-A-S-H-A-A dot com. This has been Juliet Lamar for Future Tech Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.